the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We have an update for you on something that we've been talking about and warning about for some time now, namely central bank digital currency or CBDCs. Now, what exactly is it? Do we remember? It's part of the Great Reset. In our opinion, why is it really important for us to know about it? Why should we try to stop it? Well, this whole Great Reset is the attempt by the super-rich and powerful globalists to control every part of our lives, and this CBDC is a key part of it. But before I introduce our guest, her name is Lisa Kasner, just a little background on the events of, of recently. We're seeing more instability in the banking system. We've seen the Silicon Valley Bank fold, and some regional banks have had their stock prices go down. The Biden administration has issued an executive order. He did it on March 9th, ordering an exploration of these CBDCs, these central bank digital currencies. Now it's been announced that a new government program called FedNow is being rolled out. This is going to be in July. They've already announced it. The Biden administration's going forward. It's the infrastructure that they will use to lay the groundwork for this centrally digital controlled currency. It may be coming to a bank near you. So we really need to be aware of these developments because they have the potential to affect our whole lives. I mean, they could just upend our whole way of life. So here to talk about it is Lisa Kastner from the Los Angeles area. She's been an activist for a long time, working on such issues as mandatory labeling of foods containing GMO products, uh, other issues she's been working on. Now she's the spokesperson for globalwalkout.com, and she's going to tell us more about it. Welcome to our show today, Lisa. Thank you. So, Lisa, we just mentioned, uh, by the way, this is Brian, of course. Uh, we just mentioned globalwalkout.com. So just kind of give us a summary overview of what that is. Global Walkout is an initiative that I recommend that everyone sign up with. You will join thousands of people here and worldwide taking the same small steps one at a time to resist what I'm calling the digital trap that's being built around us with our compliance. Yes, okay. and, and well, one, of the, one of the principles is Catherine Austin Fitz, and she's very well known, uh, at least among our circles. So that she's got a big part in it, and it's, uh, you know, th- these steps are really interesting that we're going to talk about. But 
you know, Lisa, I met you at the huge protest of 24,000 people in Los Angeles in 2021. And it was against the vaccine mandates. I couldn't believe that the media hardly covered it. It's only the biggest protest that has been in, you know, 20, 30 years. But we connected at that time, you and I, and we've been sharing articles and information. And so what is this digital trap exactly? And uh, Okay, so um, if you visualize a stop sign, so it's got eight sides. And the, the, so it, I find that easy to figure that way. There's various aspects of what I'm thinking of as a digital trap. Side one is your smartphone, which serves as surveillance. Um, it watches you. It listens to you and uh, your your phone calls and your texts and um, your um, your uh, your emails. That kind of stuff gets saved. I'm not sure exactly how, except for that um, that information is out there online. But we just have to know the word "smart" is an acronym, and it relates to transmission of information. So, uh, digital identity number two is digital identity and QR codes including your personal QR code, which would link you to a giant blockchain or database ledger. And eventually, your body would have a digital tattoo or installed computer chip. Number three is this central bank digital currency, which we'll call CBDC. It's not really currency, as Catherine Austin Fitz talks about. It's a digital um, control grid. It would replace U.S. dollars. Your dollars would no longer be yours. They would belong to the bank, and you would be allowed to use them with conditions, including fulfilling various um, uh, certain things that they would measure about how you behave. Four is blockchain, which has records of your purchases and and vaccine data, health records, finances, um, all this combined information creates a profile of you. Amazon is a key data compiler. So I'm avoiding giving Amazon any information about myself. Number five would be all the smart devices collecting and transmitting your personal data. It includes home security systems, Alexa, Ring, Nest, you know, Hey Google, uh, utility meters, chips in your car, home appliances. And there's even been an instance where a woman who was sitting on her toilet was um, videotaped and it was put online, a picture of her, which was recorded by her vacuum cleaner robot. What? So, so we know these things are in our homes. We've invited them in, and we can invite them out. Um, number six would be social media recording your views, and there's a permanent record about you online, with, what your views are. Uh, number seven is smart cities, which, uh, which is uh, ways that uh, the city and different stores collect information about you with surveillance cameras, facial recognition, the use of 5G towers have a potential for weaponized lethal electric waves. Um, and 5G is a, a, a military weapon. Um, and eight is biometric data, including retina scan, thumb and palm prints, facial recognition, heartbeat, and emotional responses, which can be read when, when by the, if your phone picks up that it can see you, then, then they can read your responses to what you see on your phone. Now, you asked how the digital trap would work. So, Picture that you have a smartphone or maybe you have a computer chip in your hand or a digital tattoo, and um, that will have your identity code, and it will be expressed as a QR code, which is that like a barcode scan that we've all been seeing in the restaurants. And you scan yourself, and you scan the code of what you want to buy or maybe the door of the building that you want to enter, 
and it transmits to this big data computer that has all your personal data, and then that information, you know, basically that serves as your request, and now it's going to be compared with your uh, some standards of acceptability. Did you use too much gasoline? Did you use too much power? Did you, did you have all the shots that they want you to have? Did you say the wrong social, social or political views on social media? What's, this is like a social credit score like they have in China. They would screen based on whatever they're looking for and then decide whether or not you can have access to a building and whether you can spend this money, because again, it's not your money, it's their money, and it's computerized money, it's like using a debit card. So the question is, will your money work? Will you be able to get in and buy food? Is your political view, your religious view, is that going to be held against you? And are you going to be able to function in a society that has this package? That I think of as a trap. That is forcing us to be what some behind this whole system wants and there's many people who don't want to be exactly what the society is expecting and I was presuming the people in the audience of this in this show are not agreeing with what the standard I think think that's a good assumption Lisa and I want to clarify you you've just reviewed eight pretty compelling things isn't it true all these eight technologies they're not kind of just in future development they all all eight don't they already all exist they all exist and we are used to them and that is part of this plan the people who are behind this have known they would not be interest we would not be interested in such a lifestyle shall we say so they have gotten us used to these things so why else would somebody ask you to use a, a qr code to look at a menu in a restaurant why you know they've gotten us so used to showing you know we got our kids so used to using phones and computers that if they're far away from a phone they 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 have anxiety attacks this is a created response it's a psychological war on people we have the people behind us know that they have to maneuver us because we would not willingly walk into this and this combines with something else, Lisa, that we've been talking about and you probably study a lot, which is artificial intelligence. Because I remember a few years ago when the discussion was brought up somewhat similar to this, well, look at all the information the government is collecting on everybody. A common response would be, well, they might be collecting a lot of information, but they could never review all this information. There's so many billions of data points. They could never, uh, what are they going to do with all that information? Well, especially with AI, they can zero in. They can do all kinds of analytics. They can do analytics on all 330 million Americans simultaneously. They can assign scores. They, they can do all this stuff. They can do the stuff that you're, that you're talking about. Yes, it said that Facebook knows you better than you know yourself. You know, well, I and, saw... And it just matters who's co- uh, programming the computers, who's programming exactly. the AI, and, and, you know, what are they putting in there? I just want to share... As to, as to what your score is or That's whatever. right. I just want to share, because I found it so creepy, I saw a video this week as part of someone's presentation on AI... It was from a classroom of elementary school children in China. They all had uh, these, these uh, they weren't headphones. They had these things 
like the holders for headphones, stuck on around their heads. And the teacher had a little box for every single chair, every single student. And basically what was being measured was their brain waves of attention. In other words, uh, she could see that chair number three was showing her 60% of con- uh, mind concentration on attention. And some another chair was only 25%. So she could... She didn't have to try to figure out by looking at faces. She literally had a digital readout in real time of every single student in her classroom. And these students all, again, their brainwaves were being me- uh, measured the whole time. Wow. This, is, this isn't theoretical. This isn't out of a movie. This is being done right now. Now, is that with something inserted into their brain or not? I don't, I don't think in that case that – well, I don't know for sure, but my impression was not necessarily – that they were able to measure brain waves just by having this kind of wrapped around your head. Oh, wow. But, I mean, how far away are we from having chips inserted? It's, it's technology, again, that already exists. Right, but are people going to go along with that? Uh, you know, I mean, some of the things that you talked about, Lisa, are being used, yes, uh, but some of them are not, it sounded like. Like, we don't have anything inserted into us, you know. I mean, are people really going to go along with that? But but if they get psychologically manipulated enough, maybe some will. Uh, One of the things that we have to be aware of is this thing called the Hegelian dialectic. It's called problem-response-solution. The way that people are maneuvered is that the um, there's people... We do this with, with like when you have a, a child. Let's say you want you know, we, we do it with reverse psychology. When the kid's in that mindset of saying no, the mom will say, "Well, you know, we're not going to the park today." And the kid will start arguing and say, "I want to go to the park today." You know, so then the mom says, "Okay, we'll go to the park today," because mom really wanted to take the kid to the park today. So it's just like we can, they can. I mean, that's benign. But when when you look at how. There's certain things in society that can be triggered to get people to go to where they did not want to go. There's a, there was something that was put out that, for example, that the pandemic was brought in for the shot, and the shot was brought in for the digital passport. The digital passport was brought in for the biometric ID. The biometric ID was brought in for the digital, central bank digital currency, and the central bank digital currency was brought in to enslave you. So if you look at the pattern, how was each of these things maneuvered? How are we being maneuvered? They get, us, they get you afraid. They, then they tell you this is the answer, that the answer to your fears. And we're going to give you this. That's how people were scared into taking a shot, which they, there was not enough science behind it, yet the people were scared, but they had become scared. And there was a lot of advertising. So... There's a lot of manipulation. We have to be very aware that we are being manipulated. So if somebody wants to put a chip in your child's head or they want to put a chip in you, this is, you know, this is something we need to be aware of. Well, they will always sell it as something good. They'll, they'll tell you, and that's one of their psychological techniques, is they, they tell you one side of the story. You know, this is the answer to this problem we know has already been created by them. I mean, but, so th- they tell you all the pro sides of it. And with digital currency, they're going to sell it as, oh, this is going to help fight crime. This is going to make money so- more secure. This is going to uh, make it so we can catch the 
Terror, cyber terrorists crimes. and criminals. Right, yeah, terrorists. The only, the only problem is that, I, mean, I just watched some, I mean, there's a, there are a few problems, but one of the problems is I was watching a, um, a video yesterday on Michelle McCory, uh, her show called Kitco, and she was interviewing a man named um, Professor Richard Werner. Richard Werner is a professor of economics and banking at Oxford University, and he studied this kind of currency. And he says, they've told us what they they told us that they want to control, that, that, that the people at the Bank of International Settlements, uh, Augustine Carstens, he said, we want to know what everyone's spending their money on so we can control the money. The, the, and Richard yeah. Werner also said on this, that once you have your money in the central bank, it's not, quote, safe. It's safe for them. Right. It's safe for them because the, the agreement is that they own the money. It's not your money anymore. You get, you get a pledge from them that you could use it. It's, it's like, so then you use it based on the conditions. So we have to know that we have to avoid this because you might have money in the bank now and they want to give you lots of extra central bank digital currency as a bonus. They're giving you a bonus because they're going to take the rest of it. It doesn't really matter to them. Anyway, these people who are behind this, they print the money in the first place. The, 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 um, the Federal Reserve actually issues the money in this country. It's not the United States currency. They issue, they issue the money, and their parent organization, the Bank of International Settlements, wants a one-world currency that's all digital. And so that means that they basically control everybody. And it's up to us to know what is going on, and we need to opt out, and we need to be very strong about it because they may throw a lot of things in our face, like, you know, you won't be able to get your Social Security money unless you sign up. You won't be able to get... I mean, there's a lot of things we have if to... If you don't have the right carbon, carbon emission score, because they're already starting voluntarily in some municipalities to give people the option, and they think it's cool. Hey, I can measure on my smartphone phone what my carbon emission score is. Well, yeah. when that becomes mandatory, you're absolutely right, Lisa. They could, uh, if they have central bank digital currency, they could, for example, say, well, before we were paying you 5% on your money, now you're going to get minus 10%. On your money, be, until you bring Negative up, interest until rates. you get a better carbon emission score, or anything else, until you get a, a full compliance vaccine score, or anything else, that it's there. It, we got to realize, while it may seem like a nightmare for us in the minds of these often very powerful people, it's like a utopia to them. It's like going into a, the ultimate candy store. And, well, I just want to explain a little bit of the terms. Maybe people don't know what the Bank of International Settlements is, and that is the bank of banks that's in Switzerland that controls all the other central banks of the world. Did did anybody know about this? But it's right on their website. Like you say, Lisa, the director of it, he, they will say that they want to control everybody's money. So the Federal Reserve hooks into the Bank of International Settlements, and the Federal Reserve hooks into all our other satellite banks that we go to, but they want to. What they want to do? This central bank digital currency. And correct me if I'm wrong, Lisa. They want to go directly from our. You know, if we want to have any money at all, it we have to have an account directly in the Federal Reserve, which is also controlled by the. Bank of International Settlements. So there aren't any, there aren't going to be any intermediate banks anymore. 
they yes, want. That's their plan. They you have to have a, an account in you know you're, to get any money. You have to have an account at the Federal Reserve. Right, and you know right. this guy, and you mentioned his name, uh, Lisa Carstens, who's the. Yes. He's in Basel, where I spent a year of my life, uh, much earlier in my life. Anyway, I just saw this Carstens for the first time on video. This is kind of a funny aside, but the reason I'm mentioning this, no one knows who this guy is except you and I, Lisa and Kathleen, and a few other people. <laughs> and Catherine Austin Fitz. But I got to say this: this is I often put funny stuff in. This guy looks like Jabba the Hutt. He does. You reminded me. This guy's Jabba the Hutt. And he's one of the most powerful people in the world, and no one knows who this Jabba is. I had to throw that in. But anyway. But it's already 20 minutes, so we need to get into what we can do about this. Sure. Now, now I I have to tell you, this is an evolving situation. This Fed Now thing going on is new, and we're still trying to come up with the best ways to to, uh, approach it. I understand that. We need to not sign up for anything related to Fed now. They want to suck us into this system, and um, they're laying out the groundwork for it. But, but in general, I want to give you the, the action steps that we have been working with and some action ideas, and I know this will all be recorded on, the, on your website, so people, if they don't catch everything, they'll be able to catch it, uh, listen to it later. I'm going to just run through these. Yes. Um, the first thing is having a positive attitude. Stop talking about the inevitability of digital currency and ID. Visualize success and pray. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Number two would be with your cell phone. Stop using a smartphone or when you're not using your phone. Keep it in a Faraday bag to kill the signal and keep your conversations and movements invisible to surveillance. Use a more secure Internet browser and email provider. Number three would be refuse to use QR codes, wear digital chips or tattoos, or do any other things related to digital identity and vaccine passport. Do not share your health information. Request a cash price rather than giving immunization information to doctors who will request it to get paid by insurance. Resist 15-minute smart cities, which have been planned to eventually restrict our mobility using digital identity. Refuse a real ID. Travel with your passport. Hmm. Um, Fight back against digital currency. Use cash as much as possible to maintain your anonymity. Move your money to small and local banks and credit unions, which I believe Catherine Austin Fitz is still saying, last I heard, as a backup plan, write checks, go in groups to businesses and advocate they continue to accept cash and, and tell them you will, you're boycotting them. For Amazon and um, Amazon and Panera Bread are moving to PalmScan purchases. Really? Um, and so we need to make it clear that, that this is a problem, let your friends know. Uh, number uh, five, stop feeding the data beast that requires our data. Well, listen to Aman Jabi, J-A-B-B-I. He talks about this. Reduce surveillance of your voice, movements, and information. Buy directly um, from companies. Do, discontinue using smart devices. Don't use loyalty cards. There's a reason why the prices are lower. They're collecting our information and selling it. Now, I want to mention hmm. three bill, uh, four bills that we can take action on that are political although we have to do the other things, too. There's three bills related to, um, uh, let's see, the three bills that are in Congress. One is to support the Emmer bill, uh, Congressman Emmer, E-M-M-E-R, called the CBDC Anti-Surveillance, Step, Anti-Surveillance yes. State Act to stop the rollout of digital so-called currency. 
And there's two bills to get us out of the World Health Organization, which wants digital identity to track everyone's health data and force, and force them to all have shots. Those bills are to support our HR 343 and HR 79. And the person to connect with, if you want to know more action steps with the WHO, is James Roguski. Um, and we need to fight the bill in this state that changes the definition That's of the California. commercial code. Yeah. And this, this is a, there's, um, the, 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 um, the bill is SB 95 is going to the Judiciary um, Committee. We need to call the state senators in the Judiciary Committee and get on this. The, the vote on this is April 11th in this process. Go to your state senator, tell them you do not want these changes because they will pave the way for using CBDC in the state and get, and get rid of cryptocurrency, and, and, help, and they will help the state move to a cashless society. And the last thing would be to educate others about spreading the word about why this is so important. Yeah, they're using the word change, you know, updating the commercial code. That's the, oh, yeah. that's the phrase they're using to introduce the FedNow and the CBDCs. So, well, Lisa, the, you've yeah. given us so much and you've been concrete, you've been specific, you've given us things to do, uh, you've made us more aware, so thank you so much. I'm sure we're going to want you have, to have you on again in the near future, and uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Brian and, and Kathleen. And where can the people get more information, real quick? Go to um, globalwalkout.com and read the article called I Want to Stop CBDC's What Can I Do by Catherine Austin Fitz online. Great. Thank you. Yeah. To bless your neighbor, pray our nation. First of all, pray our nation turns to God. Take this issue seriously to stop the centralized control of your money and your life. And have a blessed Palm Sunday. Thank you. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.